Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Grinding is an integral part of many, many video games. And while often spoke of in a negative context, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. The overwhelming majority of RPGs will ask players to grind at one point or another, but not all grinding is created equal, and your mileage may indeed vary. But these games really took liberties with player persistence, thoroughly wasting their precious time in the process. I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video games that were ruined by excessive grinding. Number 10. RuneScape So while on the one hand, RuneScape is definitely one of the more accessible MMORPGs on the market, it's also one of the most intensely grind-heavy, such that countless players have joked about it over the years about basically being a second job. RuneScape offers separate level progression systems for each of its many skills, from combat to mining, woodcutting, and cooking. And while some clearly find these repetitive gameplay loops relaxing, they're tailor-made to make progress as painstakingly slow as possible. Even for the grindy standards of most MMOs, RuneScape requires a zen-like level of patience and commitment, and for many working adults, the colossal time investment simply won't be worth the scant rewards. Considering that it can take over 150 hours to master just one of the game's 28 skills, that's a ton of repetition, in service of a game whose world isn't nearly interesting enough to warrant so much of your time, especially when there are so many other great games out there. Number 9. Gran Turismo Gran Turismo may arguably be the premier racing game franchise, but across its entries, it's also been infuriatingly prone to grinding. Though players who don't care much about unlocking cars or playing the game seriously can have enough fun just screwing around in the arcade modes, anyone who actually wants to make legit process faces a task that feels like Homer's odyssey at times. To have a hope in hell of attaining enough credits to buy the most expensive cars in the games, you'll need to grind the same races over and over and over again to affect farm credits. Gran Turismo Sport, for instance, requires a staggering 20 million credits to purchase the most expensive car, and for all but the most committed petrol heads, it takes the fun out of driving and turns this into an abject chore. Players have even resorted to rigging up their controllers with rubber bands and just leaving the game to play itself overnight in order to farm credits, which really just underlines just how utterly, soullessly dull the game's economy truly is. But don't expect the upcoming Gran Turismo 7 to do any better, though. Number 8. 
MapleStory. There aren't many games, even MMOs, which can dare to compete with RuneScape's soul-draining level of grind. But then, of course, there is MapleStory. Whether you're playing on regular servers or the rebooted ones, MapleStory is the slog to define all slogs, unless you're lucky enough to have a few pals to play with you to offset the tedium. The insane amount of XP required to progress past level 200, combined with the genuinely grindy nature of the game's quests, ensures that the initial fun of MapleStory's world quickly devolves into a hellishly boring, repetitious landscape. The original release took literally years for the first players to reach the level cap, and unless you've got some serious time to kill, the juice can't possibly be worth the squeeze. Number 7. Mortal Kombat 11 Mortal Kombat 11 was widely praised by fans and critics alike, with the exception of its grind-heavy Towers of Time mode, which doled out absolutely miserable rewards to players upon release. The game features a migraine-inducing seven different types of currency, which correspond to various unlockables and upgrades, and on launch, many players expressed frustration that the payouts of these coins, hearts, and souls were agonizingly low. Between this, the sheer number of unlockable cosmetic items, and the randomized contents of the crypt chests, it felt like Netherrealm were doing everything in their power to make Towers of Chime a total tower of chore. Now, to their credit, Netherrealm did quickly patch the mode's progression to be less brutal while also giving every player a sizable windfall of currencies to soothe the grind. However, considering that the still hefty unlock requirements encourage players to let AI fighters auto-play Towers of Time for them, those desperate to hoover up the cosmetics may not actually end up playing much of the game themselves at all. And that's just weird. Number 6. Monster Hunter World the Monster Hunter franchise is at least a little more transparent about its grindy gameplay loop than most other video games out there. In the case of Monster Hunter World in particular, the end game's primary focus is on killing the same giant creatures over and over again in order to craft weapons and armor from their materials. This is much more tolerable if you've got a solid squad of pals to play with, but with randoms or, gasp, solo, it quickly becomes tedious, particularly when you're slogging away again and again to acquire decorations and augments to improve your build. Though the story quests are pretty engaging, the endgame will drain the stamina of all but the most hardy fans, especially in the ultra-demanding Iceborne expansion, where progress becomes genuinely overwhelming. As much as some will tell you that grinding is the simple way of life for the Monster Hunter games, World arguably takes this to a flat-out unreasonable level the further you go. Number 5. Parasite Eve Cult classic action RPG Parasite Eve is a really interesting example because setting players up for the massive grind ahead basically ends up breaking the game. Once you reach around level 25, the experience required for progression begins to skyrocket astronomically, encouraging players to grind their asses off for the fights ahead. It's boring and even demoralizing, but players who do manage to fight their way through this brick wall will find a strange surprise when they hit level 38. Suddenly, every remaining level up to level 99 requires the same amount of EXP, just 4,500. Now, considering that level 37 to 38 required a brain-breaking 185,888 experience alone, leveling for the rest of the game is hilariously easy. Now, to be completely fair to the game, it can be comfortably beaten far below level 38, but why not make things a little clearer to players and just have EXP increase exponentially to 99 like any other regular RPG? Number 4. 
Destiny The original Destiny was hyped up as an expansive shared world shooter in which players would be able to explore lush planets, complete meaningful story quests, and hoover up loot. Now, one of those things ended up being true at least, because while exploration was severely limited to small maps and the story was, well, a brief burst to say the least, the only thing that players had left to do outside of the Crucible was grind their asses off for that sweet shiny loot. Especially on launch, Destiny's wildly disappointing endgame was more than a little soulless, an utter grindfest for gear that was only incrementally superior at best. Now, to mitigate this grind, players took it upon themselves to seek out and exploit accidental loot caves for speedier acquisition of loot, but the caves, of course, were patched out of the game soon after they were discovered. As much as Bungie promised Destiny 2 would expand the scope of its predecessor, the sequel has similarly been pilloried for its grind-reliant gameplay loop, hooking players up with the promise of potential dopamine hits whenever useful gear shows up, but then stretching those deposits very far apart. Number 3. Battlefield 4 Pretty much every online FPS these days has some sort of ranked progression system, but in Battlefield 4, the time investment required to reach the game's max level of 140 is ridiculous. Even while taking advantage of generous XP boost, you can expect to invest anywhere from 500 to 700 hours to get to level 140, given the enormous caverns of XP between levels. Considering that you unlock gun attachments as you level up, this is blatant carrot and stick game design. Now, in turn, it encourages players to basically play the same meat grinder style maps, namely the tight, chaotic Operation Metro and Operation Locker ad nauseum in the hopes of maximizing their XP gain. After a while, you have to stop and consider whether you're actually having fun or just mindly pressing the feeder button for another bloody pellet. As tight as the core gunplay is, the progression system is designed to funnel you into one more particularly repetitive style of play and keep you there. And that's not fun. Number 2. Grand Theft Auto Online Grand Theft Auto Online is one of the most successful online games in operation today, generating billions of dollars in revenue for Rockstar through its microtransaction systems. And though the purity of a multiplayer GTA sandbox experience basically speaks for itself, if you want to earn currency or make anything that even qualifies as meaningful progress, you'll need to grind the same boring missions over and over again. Acquiring a high-end car in GTA Online is an exercise in dogged perseverance, rendered further frustrating by the increasingly reduced pay outs for missions, in turn encouraging players to save their time and spend real money on shark cards containing in-game currency. As a result, it's little surprise that many players have accused GTA Online of effectively being pay-to-win, given that those who don't open their wallets are put at a considerable disadvantage. Yet, considering how much money this game makes for Rockstar, there is absolutely no way that any significant pro-consumer changes are going to be made anytime soon. Yeah, sorry about that. And number one, Nino Kuni Tooney, Revenant Kingdom. Nino Kuni 2, or Nino Kuni Tooney as I like to call it, is a bit of an interesting video game sequel. It took all of the charm of the original and turns it weirdly into an oddly soulless follow-up, which seems to have cut a ton of corners. Now, I personally enjoyed the combat, I enjoyed the characters, but I did not enjoy the grinding. Because at a few points in this game, you'll be forced to embark on a series of side quests to recruit villagers to your kingdom, and you cannot continue with the main story until you've completed a sufficient number of them. This quite literally grinds the game to a halt, because while the recruitment missions aren't remotely difficult, they're just generic, dull fetch quests, which are a huge chore to get through, and it might be enough to turn some players off entirely. Because you know what? These types of missions simply clarify how little respect the game has for your time. Why would we waste time with this busy work just to pad out the runtime of the game? Oh yeah, it's because then they can market it as being a 70-hour plus game and everyone loves more content for their cash. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.